0: The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host, Shane Chapman and Wade Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah, The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 203. Tricked you on the last one. Miss <laughs> Mistyped the uh, not, uh, episode number. We're actually 203 or 217. Depends on who's counting. How you doing today, buddy? I'm well. Shane Chapman, Wade Lorette here with you Friday afternoon, episode 203. What you been up to? You brought something to my attention here moments ago that I never thought about before. <laughs> Pretty funny. But it was kind of funny and I do it all the time. You know when you go to those uh, those login screens and it's like there's a CAPTCHA verification thing or like a robot check and it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just check this box to verify you're not a robot. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out the irony that it's a robot asking you if you're the robot. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm not the robot. If if a robot is an issue right? in his transaction, <laughs> you're the problem. Quit uh, asking me if I'm the robot. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yep. So I'm not going to check it anymore and see how that fares. That won't work for click, you. Click 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 click. The Just robot try to says, "Try to send you the server to. down." Um, what do you up to? We're leaving for Vegas on Monday. Down mm. to IBS. Excited? Yeah, Monday afternoon. Um,
1: yes and no Okay Like it all kind of happened pretty fast It sort of snuck up on me You know It did
0: I keep forgetting that it's like Monday already I'm just now kind of wrapping my head around the fact that we leave in a couple days
1: I was like getting ready Mm -hmm. So this weekend I'm going to go to the cabin With my dad We're going to go skidooing and like play around in the snow for a little bit Yep And it's supposed to be really cold Supposed Mm -hmm. to be like minus 30 So I need to take my dog And check old Chipster into a daycare for the weekend and I was like, yeah, well, that'll be good. I'll just drop them off today, like Friday afternoon, and then I'll pick them up on, well, I, I can't pick them up Sunday because I have to pick them up by 4. And I won't be back by 10. So I was like, well, I'll pick them up Monday. I was like, well, no, that doesn't work. Like Monday, I'm leaving to go to Vegas in the afternoon. So I was like, well, shoot, like I got to put Chip in there today for a week. For a week, yeah. And I didn't, like, I hadn't processed all of that, right? Yeah. I was like, it all... I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the cabin, that'll be good, and then I'll come back, and then we'll do some work for a bit, and then we'll go to Vegas, and then it was like, nope, that all, it's Monday.
0: It's just like, yeah, I haven't been anywhere for a while, and then all of a sudden it was like, Vegas, Winnipeg, Vegas, and it are all kind of, and mm-hmm. Christmas in between there, so it was just like busy traveling. Yeah, and
1: Winnipeg was maybe. a full week for me as well, it was like, yeah, for you, it was a couple of days, three days, right? Yeah. so. Yeah. Anyways, it'll be good. I'm excited to go there. I don't think I'm going to see anything that's earth-shattering or brand new. There's nothing on the radar for what I want to see. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you go to these shows and you're like, oh, whatever. Trex is releasing a new board. I can't wait to see it. I want to see the new board. But it's like, none, I don't know of any of that stuff that's happening.
0: Yeah, Deckers released some stuff in November at... Uh, deck expo so we saw that there like there were some things that got released there i'm sure they'll be back and so not brand new you never know though it, but it was like new like ibs can catch was you it really new so it was not, like it was the same board with better time. traction yeah yeah. so like well it, and they had that other line too i can't remember what it's called but anyways that was a bit of a surprise
1: oh there is a chance that like timber framing might be there
0: yes that Ezek and potentially FastMaster's framing both which would be interesting to see yeah in person so yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that there might be some things we're not thinking of. And, and like I said, if you're, if, if there's going to be a surprise product launch summer, it's probably at this show. It's probably not at deck right? This is the bigger deal. This is the bigger show. So I'm excited for it. The other reason why I'm excited for it is we're not doing any podcasts by choice. Yeah. We had talked not very much about maybe doing one or like with one vendor. Yeah. And it was like, I kind of told them, I was like, I don't think, I don't know if we're going to, I think we might take this one off just so we can go down and enjoy the show. We're not planning on being there for a long time. Don't have to haul the equipment down. We haven't done a show in a while where we just didn't have to worry about that part. Yeah. And he's like, are you sure? Like we were interested. We do it. And I was like, the only way I do it is if I could lock down with one vendor and not have to move stuff around. He's like, done, let's do it. And then I just left it there. <laughs> I never followed up. Cause I, I think I'm just looking, for, cause we only have two days on the ground, right? We get in Monday, we leave Thursday. Yeah. We have two days to do the show. It's a massive show. If we were to tie up one full day, during doing the any podcast, podcast.
1: Even if we did one hour of podcast, it's still half a day.
0: We would have no chance to do the rest of the show. So I'm looking forward to not having that commitment and just being like, you know, to kind of free float. Yeah. Now that said, if somebody wants to pay on the next show six figures and like cars and all sorts of things to have us do it, I'm we're back over for business after this one.
1: Fine. <laughs> That's fine. I could yeah. do it.
0: Okay, let's get back to uh, Would You Rather? You ready for this? Yeah. What if I hit this button? You've never been to a bubble party with 3-year-old? Hey. Would you rather go to a bubble party with three? <laughs> Yeah. Would you rather have a lisp or a lazy eye? Lazy eye. Yeah? Uh-huh. What if it affected your vision?
1: It's not what the question says.
0: But you got to think through these things, Wade. You're always too you don't think deep enough. Think yeah, about the lazy so a eye
1: second. is just like it's just like closed a little bit, isn't it?
0: Is it, or is it, I thought it was like when you're, when it's like it it drifting off, off like you're not cross-eyed, but you're like, yeah, it's, I'm looking at you and my lazy eyes looking (laughs) over here, over there. I thought that's what it was.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's what a lazy eye is. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that has to affect your vision, doesn't it? In which case I would take the lisp.
1: What if it made your vision so you had wider peripheral (sighs) vision?
0: Like an iguana.
1: And you could actually see like, and so right now I can only see beside me like 90 degrees out. But what if I could see like 140 degrees, you know?
0: No, you're hacking this game. This is good. Yeah.
1: I still pick lazy eye.
0: Okay. Well, 56% (laughs) of people pick the lisp.
1: Yeah. Not me. Surprisingly.
0: Yeah. Would you rather always feel extremely tired or feel extremely hungry all the time? Always tired or always hungry?
1: I think Oh boy I think always hungry
0: I'd go always tired I feel like I operate I was Mostly like, tired all the time yeah, anyway You already operate like that Yeah. And hungry I would be not a good human If I was always hungry First of all I'd probably weigh about 350 Yeah And then I would just be pissy With everybody so I don't like I don't imagine?
1: don't get hangry like lots of people do but I don't get like I'm not like that I don't get grumpy I can
0: It's not guaranteed every time I get hungry that I'll get angry but usually at like su- like supper time or dinner if it's planned if if I'm like super hungry and and supper is not ready? not ready and not like it's far from being ready it's like
1: you walk in you're like what have you been doing all day
0: <laughs> No No not like Just that Just looking to pick a fight <laughs> Let's go No, but, oh man, can you imagine (laughs) not being able to satisfy these though? To be hungry and then you eat and you're just like still hungry all the time? That'd be awful. That's why I take tired. It's like eating Chinese food. We'll pick hungry and that is uh, 57% of people pick always tired. More popular answer.
1: Yeah, I, like, I don't know. So you're wrong again. I think that's because lots of people are tired all the time, but I don't like being tired.
0: I don't like being tired either, but I.
1: And I do feel like often I I am am hungry. I'm kind of like lazy about, I don't. Like I don't so have breakfast, and I guy don't who have lunch.
0: Eat all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you picking that makes sense. And so,
1: I like, I I would say that I feel hungry most of the time. Anyways. What'd you have
0: for lunch today?
1: A smash burger. Yep, yeah, I did.
0: Not hungry no more.
1: No, I'd be good for the whole day now.
0: So Frazier comes in and he's like, "We should order smash burgers today. They're amazing." Local so chain place, and, and we're like, "Okay." I'm like, "Hey, I'm game. I didn't bring a lunch today." He's like, "All right." He comes up to take an order. He's like, "How many patties do you want?" I was yeah. like, yeah. uh, "I don't know, double." A double bacon cheeseburger? He's like, just two patties? I was like, what do you mean, just two patties? Yeah. How many patties do you get? I thought two was always good. Six. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the menu, like the skip the dishes thing, and it was like, if you go to double cheeseburger, it then like the options is like, add a patty, maximum of 10. So they would let you put 10 patties on this burger. Yeah. So he legit ordered six patties. It was like three inches of Meat between that bun. I mean, like, so, like, the dude's got a big mouth, but not
1: what we needed. The, the reason it's called a smash burger is these burgers are smashed flat. Yeah. They're like flat. But still. They're not. So, both of us had our double cheeseburgers because we're not like Neanderthals. We just have normal size hamburgers. Right.
0: I could have done a triple.
1: We could have done triples. We both said that when we finished. We're like, well, had those hamburgers been the size of real hamburgers,
0: but his was silly.
1: His was silly. It's too far.
0: Anyway, would you rather gain weight or lose weight in your current state? I had that part. Would you prior. rather? Would you rather in like? Would you rather gain weight or lose weight? Let's say you had to, you had a fifty-pound swing that had to happen. Oh boy! Would you rather be fifty pounds heavier or fifty pounds lighter? Heavier. Yeah, because there wouldn't be much left to you, right? Fifty pounds off. <laughs> if
1: I went fifty pounds down, it would be bad. What are I, you
0: right now? You're like two ten.
1: Uh, just. I think I'm just under that. I think I'm like 209 or 208. Oh,
0: fuck. Yeah. That, hey. Well, it was the puffy jacket that added the pound. I know. Uh, so 260 or one. No, sorry. 160 or, or 260. Yeah. That yeah. math works, right? <laughs> yeah. Does it? 160. 240. 50 pounds off of 210. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was weird yeah. to me that yeah, they're yeah. both 60s, but yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would like to lose about like 10. But fifty is too far. Too far. You're blown away in the wind. I'd
1: go down, like I'd go down to two hundred if I could be like right on two hundred. So, but
0: you could put on fifty pounds. It could be a healthy fifty. It could be like fifty muscle. I mean, not you or me, but, but it, like theoretically, a man could do that. <coughs> yeah. It could happen. But there's no such thing as a healthy 160 pounds, six foot two dude. Like nope. That's your two. Like it's gross. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, John Witt said the connection on the YouTube is bad. That's what he says. Hmm
0: sounds like a him problem. And now I've lost all the comments. People are commenting. I don't know. The internet in this place is awful. Yeah. Uh, I chose lose weight in this app because of obviously that's what people are going to do and 78% of people said they'd rather lose weight. Shocking. But I just you, can't. If you added the number to it, like I did like a big number where it swings one way. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was like gain 10 or lose 10, I'd be like, I'd lose, I'd lose 10. I'd
1: lose 10. Would you rather gain weight or lose weight? Yeah.
0: If it was just like that, then yeah. I would have said lose.
1: 100%. Because I'd go to i go to two.
0: Yeah. That's enough of that. Uh, Topic for today, episode one, or sorry, two, oh, three. We've been at this a while. Uh, We're going to go through the top 10 most important things to consider when building a new composite deck. Okay. 78% of our audience is American. Therefore, (laughs) I have officially switched over. Okay. I don't even say composite anymore at all. That's fine uh number one budget uh determine how much you're willing to spend on the deck plan deck and plan accordingly i like that this is number one i feel like this should be number one totally this was not intended to be an ordered list but this should be number one you got to figure out what you want to spend because it can as we know it can be wild a we deck talk can about cost like scott kelly's gonna hate me saying this but a deck could cost two thousand dollars or it can cost two hundred thousand dollars
1: no, but you need to know that because if it's going to be $2,000, it's not Scott Kelly building your deck.
0: Correct. It's not anybody building deck. It's you building your own deck, and right. it's like a ground-level pressure tree. I'm, but it's possible. It's possible. A small deck could be two grand.
1: Yep. Then um, you'd want to measure that in centimeters so it sounded bigger.
0: Right, exactly. But you definitely got to have an idea of that. Now, it's tough for people to have an idea of that because they have no idea. They have no reference what this is supposed to cost, right? That's the thing that we run into all the time is mm-hmm. people like, what's your budget? Oh, I don't know. I'm not really sure what it needs to be. Yeah. So how do I answer that question? And I sympathize with that because we've talked about this before. If I'm going in to buy something that I have no idea about, I also don't know what I'm supposed to expect to budget. Like, like I think I've used the reference before if I'm going to go buy a guitar, I have no idea. Yep. What's your budget? I don't like $500. Is that a lot? Well, it depends on what guitar you're buying. Yeah, exactly. It could be 180 bucks and it could be like $5,000. So it's tricky to, to nail down your budget when you don't know, but I guess that's the part where you have to kind of like do some research and if you're on the other end of it, on your contractor, educate your customers as to why, what things affect budget and why things cost more and whatever else, but yeah. Number one thing to get figured out uh, when you're building a new comp a deck. Composite deck. Yeah. Number two, size and location. <laughs> Decide in the size and location of the deck. Taking into consideration factors such as privacy, shade, and views.
1: Yeah. I find so that it, we we talked about the size of this lots, right? And some yeah. of the things you need to consider is like, are you doing, what are you doing there, dining or lounging or barbecuing? So, the idea of like adding in certain features, like what you're going to do with your deck, then starts to change the size and shape of your
0: deck, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there's also plenty of things to consider around uh, potentially the um, the setbacks are the lot like your city rules within your backyard you might not yep. like your size you might have more control of but location you may not it's like you can build it as wide as your house is that's all there is to it I mean, yep. and maybe you can't go out certain lengths because there's a buried line or or there's a easement or something that you can't build on top of it's like that's going to dictate some of that as well so it's definitely an important part of the, the planning process because you might not be able to just like take a crayon and a piece of paper and do whatever you're little heart desires, you might be restricted by some external factors. Yep. You got to uh, consider that in. And then of course, size is going to directly affect your budget. So you need to be uh, aware of that as well. Yeah. And
1: the important part about having a budget is once you set that number, your size can, like you can do, you can do the size that you want yep. and then mess with materials, change sure. like, you know, which board you
0: use. So. Yeah. And then it's uh, to to the, the idea of privacy, shade, and views. So it's pretty common, like, every area is different. Depends on what, like, what kind of neighborhood you're you're doing. But the average city lot, in at least where we're from, is, like, they're not huge. Yeah. And a lot of the doors come out four feet up. Mm-hmm. Foundations stick out about four feet out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So when you walk out of your house, you're, you're looking directly across to all of your neighbor's yards.
1: Yeah, you're up above your fence and
0: your fence is six feet, you're standing at four feet and you're five, six feet tall, like you're well above the fence line. So there's zero privacy whatsoever, especially if it's in a new area and there's not like good mature tree growth. So then you got to consider, do you want to get this thing lower? Do you want to come out of the house and get downstairs right away so that you can kind of use the fence for privacy and for windbreak? Yeah. Or do you need to consider adding in privacy walls or glass rail to block wind or glass tinted glass for privacy, whatever it might have you. So... The size and location is going to affect how much thought you need to put into potentially privacy and windbreak as well. Yep. Number three, building codes and permits. Check with your local building department to ensure that your deck design meets all necessary codes and regulations and obtain any necessary permits. Some people say the hell with this and other people are very to yeah, the book.
1: Quite a few people do still. Yep. I think the idea of getting a permit is still good. It's, I think it's a good thing to do.
0: How do you feel about building inspectors though? Not
1: not the best. <laughs>
0: yeah. How, why don't we crack a beer and talk about this <laughs> one a we little can, bit more not in depth? February.
1: A few more days to go.
0: Yeah. So I, I feel like people I feel like the permit situation is partially the the county or the municipality or the city's fault in this. And I don't want to like open a can of worms here, but if they wouldn't make it so confusing and they had super clear answers to questions and the process was easier and whatever else more people would engage in it
1: I believe if the process was easier more people would engage in it
0: because part of the problem at least where we're from is the is the fear of the unknown the, the people think that by getting the permit it's going to cost them a bunch of money and extra insurance and extra taxes and the city's just out to find out what's in my backyard so they can tax me more and it's like they don't but then if you ask the effect that this has on my taxes you can't get a straight answer so yes. it only reconfirms those fears. It was like, well, fear of the unknown and they won't tell me so clearly they're going to like they're going to screw me. Yeah. So there's there's that fear that prevents people from even wanting to go down that path. Yep. And then there's the complication of about the process, which it's actually not that bad, especially here. Um, but it's just another thing. And so if they made it easier and more customer friendly and whatever, not just like a bureaucratic process that you have to go through, I feel like more people would engage in it.
1: Yeah, I feel I think they should I think they should I think all municipalities should be looking into this to find ways to make it a little more user-friendly. Yeah. So, because ultimately when the house is finished, if the deck has a permit, the sale of your house or the whatever, if you die and your family has to sell off your deck, then at least that happens easy. Yeah. And then it's like, if you end up trying to sell your house, all you want to do is get out of it. Then you gotta go through that process at the end. It's so frustrating. It's like just do it when you're when you're building the deck. Just do it then. It yeah. makes the most sense.
0: Yeah. So there's certainly those considerations. There's also c- the considerations of potentially building it where you're not supposed to, like we just talked about in the last one here. If you happen to not pull a permit and so therefore this never goes through zoning. And therefore, you build on top of something you weren't allowed to build on. Yep. And then something happens or somebody finds out or whatever, and you have to tear the deck off. Mm-hmm. Like that. You want to talk about ununited expense and stress yep. in your life? Yep. That. Yep. And also, with the budget, do you need rail, do you not need rail? This could significantly affect, affect your budget if you have a deck that's over certain heights that requires rail mm-hmm. or over certain heights where it requires taller rail, taller rail or certain types of rail are permitted or not. And you don't follow the rules, then it's like it can catch you in the wallet and in all sorts of ways. So it's important to, like, even if you're going to, if you're going to skip this process and not do the building permit, at least familiarize yourself with what it requires. Yes. (laughs) So that if you do get caught not doing it, you can get in alignment pretty easily. Yeah. But to walk in blind and do it just like the cowboy way, not recommended. Doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number four, footing and foundation. Make sure the deck's foundation is stable and can support the weight of the deck and any additional features. So this is something that's pretty usually picked up in the last <laughs> one too. So yeah, they were like, "That's Number pretty straightforward." Five. Yep. Yeah, this will this will help get caught in the building codes and permits uh, portion of it as well, unless it's a, a large project that may require engineering or soil loads or whatever testing in your area. So there may be that if it's a small little backyard deck. I wouldn't worry too much about this. Just ensure that you're using the proper size piles and whatnot, but you probably don't need a geological soil test on a small little 10 by 10 deck off the back of your house. Yeah. um, But make sure you understand if you're building a large, large deck or something, or you're building it on the hillside or close to a body of water or something like then that stuff does become necessary. Yeah. Number five materials. Choose the right type of composite decking material. I lied. I said I was going to yeah, start saying composite. It turns out I, you can't. When I get flowing, the Canadian just pours out of me. <laughs> Choose the right type of composite decking material that best suits your needs and budget, taking into consideration factors such as durability, maintenance, and color options. Yeah. So this is very important. And this is one that people do tend to pay attention to. It's like they may skip the first four. <laughs> like yep. Not pay attention to budget and don't care about like the codes and everything else. Uh, but usually people worry, or not worry, but like they do care about what the deck's going to look like at the end. Um, so there's a few considerations from, from this front, not only what it looks like, but also the maintenance factor of it. So whether you're going to use, this is about composite decking, but part of that thought process before you get here might be, should we do wood? And is there maintenance to that? Is there maintenance to composite decking? Which brands have different warranties? Which brands are more durable for my large dog that's going to be running around on it? Which one's going to be have better traction because my grandma comes over lots? Yep. Or it's the main access to your house? Is this one super slippery? Like there's things to consider because they're not all the same. And some brands and lines excel in certain characteristics and others do not. For example, if you need the thing that has the most bestest traction in the market, you're going to go Decorator's Voyage. It's just the best traction in the market. But if you need the best durability, then it's probably not Decorator's Voyage. Maybe then you're looking at Trex Transcend or yep. something else. Yep. So it just depends on what you need. And then the aesthetic of it too. It's like maybe you don't like the look of decorator's voyage. Maybe you want a more aggressive streaking, or maybe you want a more subtle transition streaking like Fibron or like Yep. So and then there's and Moisture Shield has their like everybody's got their thing, right? Decorators is like no expansion contraction and really grippy. And Trex is like, ours is super durable and like good hard shell cap on it. Yeah. And Moisture Shield's like, good we've color. made ours cooler and like yep. everybody's got their thing, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody's got all the things. Not yet. Or this would be an easy decision. But that board would cost $20. I was like, it'll be a budget decision. (laughs) You won't be able to afford it. Yeah. So. Number six, design and layout. Decide on the design and layout of the deck, including any additional features such as railings, stairs, and built-in seating. This is something, this is one that people don't, they don't understand if you haven't done a lot of like designing a decks or, or built a lot of decks, you don't think about these things sometimes. And that is like traffic flow and how much dead space you create by positioning stairs in certain spots or whatever. Yep. People don't think like they, they rarely think about whether the stairs functionally make sense where they're going. They're just like, I want it to line up with my garage door. Okay. I guess aesthetically and maybe functionally that makes sense to do that. Mm -hmm. However, Sometimes by putting it there, you've you've created complete unusable space in the middle of your deck, and now your half your deck space is unusable. If you move those stairs over to the corner or something, yep. more out of the way, because that four foot by four foot square or circle at the top of your stairs is you can't do anything. It's there. unusable. So if you if you have a small deck to begin with, and you put that space in the middle of the deck, you've rendered the entire space unusable. Yep, for traffic flow. Mm-hmm. So there's that part of it for sure. Yeah,
1: that one is. It always seems like people struggle with that because they. I've used this term before, this phrase before. It's like, I don't know what I don't know, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where, you know, contractors or designers or like people like us could help with that, right? It's just like, we've seen more. We've sure. thought about this longer.
0: Yeah. So The other thing you don't think so about sometimes sure. with those stairs is people like to get fancy with stairs. They like the aesthetic of like this big sprawling Cascading set, of, set stairs. of stairs. Yeah. And they walk in and be like, I want to do this. And it's like... Sounds good. That's no problem. We can help you figure this out. But that set of stairs is going to cost as much as the rest of your deck. Yeah. So does it fit within your budget to do that? And then they get the quote and it's like, what? 20 grand of materials. It's like, well, yeah, eight of it's in the stairs. Yep. You could cut those stairs back and this could be a $14,000 deck. Yep. Oh, so that's a big consideration. The railing thing again, too. um, What kind of railing do you, aesthetically, what kind of railing do you want and functionally? Do you have wind concerns? Do you have privacy concerns? Yeah. Do you have cost concerns?
1: You have a toddler that can't stop throwing stones.
0: Right. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> do you even need railing? Some people are like, I don't want railing. It's like, okay, sounds good. The deck's three feet tall. It's like, well, you've got a choice to make. You either follow the rules and you do the railing because you you technically need it. Yep. Or you, you take a chance. But the liability is on you.
1: We're not in the wild, wild
0: west anymore. That's right. <laughs> A number eight, drainage. Ensure the deck is designed with proper drainage to prevent water from pooling and causing damage.
1: You know, that seems to be something that's a lot more important on a linoleum deck. Yeah. You know, did you build your decks with a grade on them? No. Yeah, level, right? Yeah. So did I.
0: Because you can't pitch the water anywhere. Planks are five and a half inches wide, <laughs> and then there's a quarter-inch gap between them. You're not they just, you're not draining the water anywhere.
1: It just falls off.
0: You might run it. And even if you did pitch it, like, a bit on the deck, over a five-foot span, the pitch is so small within the grooves, like, within the embossing of the deck board, the water's not going to run off. A five-inch. It's just going to sit within the grooves. Like, it's not. Yeah. you're not going to get it steep enough. But you're right, though. When people go and do these, like, like a Duradec vinyl solution, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. However, it, the required pitch in those things means it's a very not aesthetically pleasing look, nor is it in my experience pleasant to sit on. Cause you can feel the pitch sitting on it.
1: Yeah. For me, it was always an aesthetic thing.
0: I absolutely
1: hate how the railing looks on a deck that's pitched like that. It drives me crazy. Yes. So you either, that. you either put your post plumb at the house, like plumb to the house. And then yep. you got to, and then you have to get custom glass so you can change your spaces on the side so your reveal between your post and your glass is the same. Like you're making parallelograms instead of making right rectangles. Which you
0: should if you're going to do that. That's how you should do it. Nobody but does. generally, people don't. They, they just, just s- let their post be at a plumb square to the decking, but then it's out a plumb like this. So then the yeah, they're leaning. It's a one
1: inch gap at the wall between the wall at the base and then three and a half at the top yeah and it looks like garbage it's a hot pile of poo
0: because it's not like it's it's one it's an inch over six feet i think is usually what's like minimum yeah and so that's like average deck 12 feet out it drops two inches like you you absolutely feel that when you're sitting in a chair on a deck yep so i don't like yeah it drains tell me how you really feel so is your wallet if you drop it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but there are other drainage options, right? You can do different products out there like Trex rain escape, which is an under the deck board. drainage still system. still allows
1: you to put the deck on level.
0: Yeah. Allows you to do the deck level, which is great. Any of the under, like under deck Oasis or, um, zip up or any of those ceiling ones that go underneath the deck mm-hmm. also allow you to do the, the deck level. Yeah. Um, decks are dry is out there that one you do have to pitch and you have to run your boards different ways like there's a bit, few more considerations there but it's another option yeah. if you want the plank style look which I think is the preferred look for most people they want to look like they have boards on their deck not yeah linoleum, linoleum. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the problem with the, the the vinyl sheet stuff is that people f- believe that that's the only way they can get a dried space beneath their deck I don't think many people are choosing that because They've they have been lied the to look <laughs> right? Yeah. It doesn't look nice. Uh,
1: it's maybe, it's probably a budget play.
0: Could be a little bit budget. Yeah. It's it's certainly less money than doing a drainage it's system like plus composite. It's probably it half top. the price. Yeah. Depends right. what you put on top. You could do a wood deck with a drainage system too if you wanted to. Just generally, it doesn't happen. Yeah. But, uh, because generally, the, the cost of doing a, um, the cost of doing a drainage system is kind of a more premium feature. Yeah. And, Wood is generally, unless it's a hardwood deck, generally is a more budget-friendly thing. So they they don't usually align on the same customer. Yep. Um, So it's a consideration. But my preference would be the ones that don't make your deck go at a level. It's just like... Force you into being like a slope deck. Yeah. But you may have to... Depending on what's underneath, too, you you may... Maybe you have some considerations because there's... Who knows? If it's, especially if it's like a rooftop deck that's going over top of a space, then there's obviously drainage concerns there, but.
1: Yeah, but that's a whole different design, right? That's a, now you're talking like a a rolled roofing system with sleepers and then decking.
0: Yeah, for sure. Nobody wants. Number nine, maintenance. Consider the ongoing maintenance requirements of a composite deck and choose material that suits your lifestyle and preferences. Nobody wants to maintain a deck anymore. And it's not even. Nobody wants to maintain anything anymore. Anything. I
1: just saw a post on Instagram. It was uh, one of the girls that I know was sharing a contest that you could enter to win where a plumbing company would come over and change your furnace filter every month for you. Oh, yeah. And her comment was, I need this whether I win or not because I'm really bad at changing my furnace filter. And it's just like... Like how, how are, it's just like, it just slides out and yeah. then goes to the garbage and then the new one goes back in.
0: You're paying a hundred dollars for a $20 thing that takes literally mm. eight and a half seconds.
1: <laughs> it takes you longer to walk up and down the stairs and you probably want the exercise or so you say you do. Yeah. So like, anyways, so not to knock on that person, it's just like, that was an example of something that I saw today. and was just like, this is so crazy. Like people hate me. They hate me. Maintaining anything 100% And it's like why
0: My hack is like you know, Like curse Amazon But this is convenient I just buy Like packs of them on Amazon Yeah they just come so to you just know. have them in my I don't have to go out And search for one Yeah Just like I just reorder The one I bought last time right? I would never have to think About which one I need Yeah, And I just Buy them five at a time And then you get them Pretty cheap mm-hmm. And then they're just In the house And so then Yeah Door off Slide out Slide in Door on The hardest part Is walking it To the garbage <laughs> the yeah. dirty one. Yeah. So, but you're right. Nobody wants to maintain anything. And even though, you know, especially when you get the right combination of uh, product and applicator, staining a deck doesn't have to be that bad at all. Now, railing sucks. I'm not going
1: to. Staining railing is the worst. That's why people hate staining their deck.
0: Right. Staining the floor of the deck is just fine. Pick yourself up a deck boss, like a nice big seven inch wide stain brush that goes on, the, on a pole. Yeah. Angled pole. And a Product like QTECH or any like oil based stuff, whatever, but QTECH applies super easy. You don't have to worry about lap lines, so it doesn't matter what temperature it is. Like, there's very little thought behind it. Pour some oil in a pale. tray or pail yeah. and dip your brush and brush it on. Like, it's as easy as sweeping the kitchen floor. Um, but if the, the rail sucks, so do the wood deck fine, but consider aluminum rail or something and yep. avoid the maintenance part of it. Yeah,
1: or even like a hybrid rail system where it's like metal pickets, like a Titan system or other.
0: sure. So then you only have to worry about the top and bottom rail and the post or it's something, finer. but not because the pickets are the worst part. Yeah. But anyway, and, and you can spray those too if you do have wood rail. You could put it into a pump sprayer or something and like make life a little bit easier, but then it's messier too. Like yeah. it's yeah. Anyways, it's not the maintenance part, people don't like it and and it's generally not fun, but depending on what it is, it doesn't have to be that bad. But
1: if you do that properly, like you can take a cedar deck or even a pressure treated deck and you can make it last as long as the wood ones or the uh, composite one. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: I've started to see some posts where people are now talking about their composite decking is fine and their framing is failing. I've started to see those show up now. And so some guy at hockey the other night was talking about it. and was like, my deck is just like, it's still so good. Like the decking is fine, but the frame's all spongy. I've like... Now I'm going to have to change this. And I was like,
0: yep. Yeah. And so that's Here where we go.
1: Steel framing.
0: Well, steel framing or a bare minimum, a joist tape. Yeah. Which some people some, did that, but it's how still How people hard. are still arguing against that stuff. I have no idea. There's still some you contractors some out there like, I'm not doing that. Prove don't it. it. It's pressure treated. It's going to last forever. I don't know what world you live in. Clearly yeah. the one where you never go back to your jobs. You just like tail, tail light warranty, but it's not fine. And it doesn't last as long as it used to. And these things do happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not a giant money grab. It's a little bit of money on an overall project. It's a tiny amount of money. The average deck is going to use like two or $300 worth of the tape. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and the average deck being 15000 20000 Like it's not, in the overall scheme of things, much money at all to guarantee that your frame is going to last longer and not going to r- spongy after eight years. Yep. With a deck on it that l- still looks brand new. Yep. Silly.
1: Hey. If only we'd been around earlier,
0: right? And in spite of that, in spite of how hard I believe in it, I still don't like pushing it on people, because I I get that it sounds like just like unnecessary add on, but it's it's really maybe you for need to tell benefit. that story.
1: Maybe you need to tell the spongy frame story.
0: Maybe I mean it's out there. You should tell your buddy to send some pictures or a video. How old is Deck?
1: I don't know. I don't remember.
0: It's like not, they bought it wasn't, from us?
1: Like it wasn't my hockey team. It was a team that I filled in on. Oh, I see. It's just a guy telling a story.
0: Number 10, professional installation. This is a good one, actually. But I
1: actually then took the opportunity to tell him about G-tape and how he's going to put that on the next frame.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. To get it from yeah. Us. Or so steel frame.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't go steel frame. I didn't jump.
0: Next, professional installation. Hire a professional deck builder with experience installing composite decks to ensure that the deck will be built correctly and safely. This one can't be understated.
1: Because um, you can ensure that the guy is going to build it properly?
0: <laughs> Certainly, there's. Uh, You'll want to vet your contractors. contractors. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. uh, unfortunately in most places anybody can call themselves a contractor, and yep. much like a deck can cost two thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, a contractor can be like awful or great. Yeah. And so if you get a good, professional, specialized deck builder, then you found a great one. Yeah. If you get a guy off the classified ads who shows up with a rusted out truck and but like you
1: should know that you know, like you should know you that should. kind of going in,
0: but people don't. They do know that. Yeah. What's that phrase, though? The the something of a... Pr- uh, what is it? Mm. The price thing. Where it's like the allure of a, a low price is... is I can't remember how it goes. But it's like... The You're point killing it, it the so far. <laughs> the point of it being like... A super cheap price is just so attractive. But it's going to cost you a lot, lot lot more in the long run. That's not oh <laughs> how yeah. it goes.
1: Yeah. It's not. The mm-hmm. taste...
0: What is it? The taste... I don't know it. The I taste don't know. of... The sweetness of, <laughs> I'll never get it. Anyways, make sure you, if you're going to hire a contractor, you, you don't cheap out on that. Yeah. I guess is the moral of the story. If you have decided you can't do this, you've already decided that you're not going to be able to build this deck for the cheapest way to do it, which is to build it yourself. Yeah. So make sure you don't put yourself in a position where you've paid to have it done and you end up with, with something awful.
1: Yeah, and then you have to pay somebody to do it again.
0: And that. That's expensive. That's why my slogan is nothing's more expensive than cheaping out. Yeah. Because that plays itself out frequently. Pretty
1: fast. And like fast. Right away.
0: So So if you don't know anybody in your area that you know is good, then vet your contractors, get a few quotes, interview them, like don't shop on price, shop, like meet them, have them come out. They may, the good ones often will charge a consult fee. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. It means they take their business seriously. Yeah. And like, make sure they show up in time. Make sure they get a good vibe. You get a good vibe from them. They're hiring you as much as you're hiring them. It needs to be a good fit. Yeah. But if you're going to go professional, hire a professional. Don't just be like, well, he's a contractor. That's a, that's an empty word.
1: Yeah. Because you don't want, like I have, I was talking to, Uh, Tyler from Compound Dex the other day, and we were talking about framing a house. I, like, there's no chance that I would frame a house. Do I have the ability to do it? Yes, I do. I, like, I understand it, and I know. Would I get it wrong? Certainly, there'd be some things that are wrong. But, like, when you're framing a house, you need to hire a framer. Right. Who knows how to frame a house, because that's what they do every day, all day long. And it's, they're efficient at it, and they have the right tools, and and it'll be done better than if I do it. Exactly. I would not hire a framer to build a deck for me. Yeah. Because, yes, it's still a frame that needs to be framed, but it's different. There's different blocking, and there's different ways to secure that to the ground.
0: It's a trade in itself. I know it doesn't get the recognition of being a trade in itself, but deck building is a trade.
1: Because it has both elements of, like, frame and finish.
0: Right, exactly. And there aren't many trades that do
1: right plumbers electricians because yep. they like but typically they have two different crews that do that when you build a house you usually have a rough in crew and then you usually have a final crew they're different people yeah so
0: yeah it's a, deck builders are they're it's a they're a special breed so yeah it is what it is and you're right like sometimes it to, to use a frame reference you might look at two guys that say they can frame your house one's a professional framing crew that does this all day every day that's all they do they've been doing it for 20 years yeah and they charge what I don't know what a framer charges, but let's say they charge five bucks a square foot yep. frame your house. And then you have another guy comes in and says, I'm going to charge whatever. Three. Less, whatever. $3 more, a square foot. Sure. $3 a square foot or like hourly rate or something like that. And you think they're the cheap ones. And then what ends up happening is they either take twice as much time to do it. Yep. So then if they're on the hourly clock, which looked cheaper to begin with, but they took longer, mm-hmm. or they find out that they can't actually do it for $3 and then they're charging back or quitting in the middle of the job and be like, we need more money. And it's like, yeah. then you end up paying five, six, seven dollars a square foot anyway.
1: And it's like, Oh, well, sir, I didn't think, I didn't think I had to put the windows in the house. Yeah. Like I thought I was just talking framing. It's like, no, that's what a framer does. You frame the house. You have close it. You close the house in, Yeah, you put the doors in, but you don't like adjust them and you put the windows in, but you don't seal them. They're just anyways.
0: So hire somebody who knows what they're doing. It's it is tricky, unfortunately, but yeah, just do your due diligence. Yeah, exactly. When you shop for a car, you go and check out a bunch of different cars and you drive them all and you try them all and you whatever. And you make sure you get one that's a good fit. Uh, your deck should be the same, similar. Go check out all your materials. Check out who can build it. Try them all. Yeah, don't waste guys time, Nick, like kicking tires, but just be diligent.
1: Yeah, like get two or three quotes. Don't get ten quotes.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's it. That was a that was a list of ten, Wade. So we got through it. We sure did. Okay, uh, IBS. If you're going to this, will, this will actually get posted on Monday morning. So this will okay. be like the week of IBS, and so we'll be on our way. We get in Monday night. Yeah, Is we leave right? here at four p.m. But we're there like early, aren't we?
1: Seven or something.
0: Oh, okay. Well, not bad. We can make it. There's a
1: one hour time day. change on that. I Think.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you're going to be at IBS, uh, look us up. We'll be around there on the show floor, not doing a podcast, just yeah. hanging out.
1: Our buddy Tyler's coming with us.
0: Is that confirmed? He's That's coming done for sure.
1: He's gonna come to Regina. Fly with us.
0: Oh, he's like on our flight and everything.
1: Uh, he's staying in my hotel room. He looked oh, up. Serious? Yeah, he looked up rooms. <laughs> he looked up rooms. He was like, "Where are you staying?" I was like, uh, "We're at the Rio." He was like, "Okay." And then he messaged me later and was like, "What did you pay for your rooms?" He was like, "They're like they're like five hundred a night." And I was like, "Well, oh, I don't know. They're not that." Okay. And I was like, "Why don't you just stay with me?" I was like, "I think I have a king, but there's almost for sure a." like a pull-out couch or we could get a cot or something. And he was just like, yeah, is that okay? Could I do that? And I was like, absolutely. And then when we come back, just stay in my house. and Don't go home tell anybody. Day. Yeah, I'll stay in my house and go home the next happens day. Happens in so, Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I
0: didn't know that. So he's coming down here. He's on our same flights. Like they're back. Like we're yeah. traveling together. We're
1: going to travel together with him. Cool. That's well, that'll happening. be good. Yeah, that'll be good.
0: So if you see us on the floor, stop us, say hi. And uh, hopefully you have the, a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Hey, thank you for listening to the ultimate deck podcast now you know what we're about check the site come and shop ultimate deck shop.com hit us right away for sponsorships. so tell us if you want to collaborate let's go check us out on any social networks thank you for listening